Hello and welcome to episode 286 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine, fine evening, it's the Corn Husker himself. That's right, Mr. Perry Burke. This episode of the Talk Nintendo podcast is brought to you by Pick Tui. <laughs> Sorry. Joel, send us the check. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we supposed to be editing in there some music? <laughs> I, I, I just in case, you know. Well, he better he he better be paying top dollar if we got to put that Perry Burkham original on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, as the other man, you can hear him talking. It's not a baby boy as much as it sounds like it, but he is beautiful. It's Alex Kalafi. Quaxley. Is that one of the Pokemon names? Yeah, it's one of the Pokemon. It's funny. Yeah, it's, Pokemon. That, that's the Poke-a-mon. first time I've heard it like out loud. I've seen it, and I've been like, oh, that's a name. Quaxley. It's the only Quaxley. one you can pronounce. It kind of kinda sounds like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like an old detective. Detective Quaxley. Quaxworth. <laughs> Yup, Quaxley, Private Eye, Balaxley. Balaxley. <laughs> I will Barracks. say, I was Barracks. certainly surprised that they announced the next generation of Pokemon right then and there. Is it surprising, though? Like, well, It doesn't surprise me that there's a new one coming, but it did surprise me that they announced it so early, you know, especially with it looking very similar. I mean, I know it's not going to be Arceus, but like, it looks like Arceus. If you but told is me, is it going like, to look like Arceus? We'll get are, into that in it, the news. Or are we doing news now? That's no. the other question. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I thought we had a flow. Never mind. <laughs> no, 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 Shut no. Shut up, Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Barracks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what was the deal with? Uh, was it Dave the, in the in, in Discord that posted like a Xenoblade? Song called like Barracks, and was it talking? Is there a place called the Barracks or something? Did you guys see that? I think oh, I missed that one. It was amazing. I kind of saw it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like before our episode posted, there was like a Xenoblade Barracks thing. It's like, what are the odds of that? It was crazy. I don't go into that music tab all that often, so I yeah. missed it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yes, uh, going to be. Uh, we have a special surprise at the end of this episode. It's uh, for people. Just in case, uh, we uh, we're tacking on a new podcast spinoff. It's an official spinoff of Talk Nintendo. Uh, Not really, but it doesn't feature one of the hosts. Me and my bestest friend, Josh Robinson, uh, we uh, started the Propane Maniacs podcast. And so uh, we're going to be, just our first episode will be at the end end of this one. So if you see, so our episode isn't as long as you think it is, just so you know. But you can definitely check out uh, the podcast. It's a lot of fun. For King of the Hill fans is what it is. Yep. It's a King of the Hill fan podcast. Boom. There you Propaniacs. go. But, um, yes, it, it won't, Maniacs. But yes, it won't be on there every week. So don't don't worry, people who are you No, know, just this first episode. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I'm always sort of keep it in my head, like download size and stuff. And and I know Alex mentioned like cluttering up feeds and things. So yeah. um, it'll have its own feed that, you know, we hope everyone will subscribe to and go listen yeah. to. Yeah. But we we figured, you know, a lot of people here, we know uh, are, are King of the Hill fans. So we figured for the first one, get it out there. Be a, be nice to get some more eyeballs on it because it's definitely going to be a good show. I definitely want people yeah. to see it in the iTunes podcast. <laughs> yeah. That was mm-hmm. a joke. 
And then you can give you all hear, the five-star reviews to us. Yep, exactly. And if you have any left over, you can give it to the Popaniacs. Yeah, if you have any stars, if you give us six stars, <laughs> they can only fit five in the Talk to Tendo. Then you can, give you can put one. that one star. <laughs> just, but just one. <laughs> just spammed with one star. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. This did not work out how we wanted it to. Exactly. <laughs> but, yes. Anyway. We got some video games to talk about. We I do. guess we could have an a, a abbreviated dark arts talk if you guys got anything good. I have weaned off fast food. It's crazy. Ugh. Now that doesn't mean that I'm healthier. So let's just get that. Let's just <laughs> nip that in the bun. You're like uh, I just got the industrial sized deep fryer at home now. Yeah, no, yeah. I just I it's the having no money thing. It, I realized it's you know when you you can save. A fourth of the, you know, you can pay a fourth of the cost if you just cook at home. And so I've just been cooking steaks for like every single meal. <laughs> and it's been What's amazing. What's on the menu, baby? It's amazing. The same as it always is. Dude, I tell you guys, you take a steak, New York Strip, or, or um, we have some some sirloin, but New York Strip, dude, you just, you just salt it and pepper it one side, put it on, some butter, salt and pepper the other side, and then put two cloves of garlic, and you're set. And then you put like... Your asparagus or your whatever, you know, mushrooms or whatever you want to put on the steak, like anything to the side, you cook it in with the juices. Mm, mm. It's all over, guys. It's all over. We, we've done it with some steak, too, where we'll we'll marinate it in like, I don't know exactly what Kate does. I'd have to double check. But it's like a, a Caesar dressing kind of marinade. And then you sear it on the oven for like four or five minutes on each side, you know, sear it up real nice. Then you pop it in yep. the oven. And exactly. let it go for a little bit longer, and yeah, it tastes oh, scrumbly. It's so fast. That's what I love. I do it all in the frying pan. But that's what I what what was the game changer to me is like you can cook a delicious steak and like have it plated in like ten minutes. It's amazing mm. on on the frying pan. But man, so you know how quick it comes right through the window though at the fast food station. Uh, Unless if you're in South Carolina, steak. then you're still waiting. Yep. Ugh. Fast food down here, man. I, I, I got to say, I, I really do support uh, Perry's decision because the other night um, the fiance went out to a concert and I was home, got myself some Chinese food, My man. Uh, did the General Gows, did the Crab Rangoons. General the, Gows? What was that? General So's. I mean, there's like eight different names <laughs> for it. It's like it's it's regional, but sometimes it's like restaurant by restaurant. Did you not know this? I know. I just figured. I I know it's a word you that's always sort of pronounced weird, but I've never heard it as General Gauss. Well, no, well, that's some, a different one, right? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. So sometimes it'll With be pronounced T- like T S O. Sometimes it'll be G A O, and there may be a couple other versions of it too. Mm-hmm. There's actually a really good documentary that I'm forgetting the name of. That's about <laughs> General Gauss chicken and the history of it, and then also about like American Chinese food joints. And Do they of, have a disclaimer in the beginning, like you will want Chinese food after watching this documentary? I think we got Chinese food, <laughs> me and my cousin, when we were watching it. I, you almost have to, right? <laughs> yeah, but but I I was saying that I I support your decision, Perry, because I got uh, I did like the the Chinese food combo, and then I woke up with the worst heartburn of my life the next morning. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should do some cooking at home for a little bit. Yeah. Now, the question is that yes. night, did you follow through or did you just get more fast food? No, it, it was dinner. 
that that night. Well, no, no, I'm talking about the next day when you woke up and you said, I should probably cook more. <laughs> Did you end up going to get fast food again anyway? Uh, well, I they give you so much in those dinner combos <laughs> that it was lunch the next day. <laughs> But no, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't follow it up with more takeout. <laughs> well, well, that was the last time. I, White Castle. Have you? I, I'm assuming I've never Perry. Been there. Ha- yeah, Perry hasn't had. I've it. always wanted to, but I've had the frozen ones though. And frozen ones great. aren't bad, but the, from the store is legit. But we used to. There was one like on the way back from the bars, you know, and it'd be like, oh man, we will get like a whole ton of freaking little burgers and eat them. And then I remember one time I woke up with like the worst stomach ache. I felt horrible. I mean, I, we were drinking too, so like that didn't help. But I remember I was like, "I'm never eating another burger again." Oh, like, and then like I moseyed downstairs, opened the fridge, and I'm like, "All right, well, let me just have a few of these right now." And then that's usually how it goes for me. I don't learn my lesson. Sounds about right. Yeah, Casey. Yeah, I'm gonna come to your wedding. I haven't seen you forever. You're like you're like 50 pounds bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who the hell are you? Yeah, yeah it's me. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're wearing a toupee. <laughs> I got a muumu on. <laughs> yeah, toupee. <laughs> you know what? That that would actually be good for our uh, to be in like synchronicity with each other, like three Texas sized boys. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The, the muumu gang. Casey, you need to you need to wear a toupee for your wedding, dude. That would be so funny. <laughs> like like the worst looking yes. toupee you've ever seen. Yes, they call us oh. the uh, DXL brothers. <laughs> yes. We shop at not tall and big. What's it? Tall and big, right? But but we're, I don't think any of us are particularly short tall, and so. big yeah. and short. <laughs> short yeah. round. Uh, what's, uh, a, uh, is it a, H Dumpties from Eva H, Hill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fat kid comes this out of the thing. Fat kid oh, store. No. <laughs> 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 <sighs> I love it. I love Speaking it. of which, yeah, my today I had a donut. And some orange juice to start out the day. Oh, then I I love orange juice, but I haven't had a lot recently, like in the last five years, and I've been trying to bring it back in a little bit. But um, oh, but then the best. I got uh, McDonald's a McChicken and a iced coffee, and then I got some fried cheddar cheese bites from Zaxby's. I'm hitting all the spots today. Good land. Yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. It it, It sounds like that that joke a couple minutes ago isn't going to really be a joke. (laughs) I tell you what, I am very, very, very lucky in the sense that I've eaten like garbage my entire life. I'll probably die early, but it won't be because I'm fat, you know? (laughs) Like, my innards are like rotting probably, but like, I don't, it doesn't show. No, you just have good metabolism. And it's. I'm like, yeah, I am fortunate. I am fortunate. You are. Yep. Although, mm. although you don't eat that much at a time, your, yeah. your portion sizes aren't that big. Yeah, yeah. When we eat, yeah, you'll you'll go more ham than me. Oh, for yeah. sure. But then I'll be I'll be ready to go again in a little while. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Mm. Anyway, um, we should talk about video games, Nintendo video games, and uh, well, debatable. I'll, I'll, I'll talk. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk one about the Nintendo, I guess. Yeah. Keep, yeah, keep, prove our namesake bite. right, Perry, by kicking us off here. I will. Should I? Should I? Just, yeah, want me to do it real quick, and then you can. You better. All right, Xenoblade Two.
tell okay. us about your conquest of the best game on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Um, so, I think I'm like... I was 20 hours last week. And I think I'm like 36 or something like that. So I put a lot. I got a lot of time into it this week again. And I told you guys that like at 30 hours, I finally understand <laughs> the the combat. I actually do understand it. It clicked. Now. It actually makes sense. And you know what? It's not my fault because it's bad design the way they do it. Now they do tell you, and they have great tutorials. And I love the little narrative. It's it's like a I don't even know who's telling you. Like there's like there is a narration. Like okay, let's do this now. And it's like it doesn't. It's just the game telling you, and it's great. It's written very That's well. That's Mr. Nintendo. It's Mr. Nintendo, yeah. But um, you know, like it, you you learn it, at, at, and it's just so much to learn at once, and and you know you do it, and it makes sense. But then you're like, well, what's going on? But I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it because I don't think this is spoiling anything. If anything, this is gonna make the game a lot better just for people to understand. But there's just a very simple concept where you have you have your three blades, and so you can do, and as you're attacking, you the more you attack and the more that you use your arts that builds up your special. And then you can use your big special that does tons of damage. And if you, if you have your other blades um, as well, or, and then your other people that are in your party, they're charging theirs up as well. And then they can you, and then you can decide when to use their arts as well. Now there's this little tiny, you know, like a, uh, a special branch at the top right of the screen. And what confused me for so long is that like, it seems so simple now, but it honestly, it's, it's weird to it's, it was weird. It's like, it's, it's, it's highlighting like your special that you just did. Like, so if I have a fire special that I did with pyro, it's like the main thing, then it'll show up on the top there. And then it's like, okay, it's like it's like it's like highlighting. Look, you just did this, but it seems like it's it seems like the whole time it was telling you you need to do this instead of like don't you think it should be highlighting and like like this is what you should be doing next? But it never it never did. It's always highlighted the ones that you just did. And mm-hmm. so the next one, for instance, is like usually a different elemental power that you get from others, and like from the because every every single. Uh, blade has a different element, it's like you know, just like Pokemon, and uh, so like do an electric one or do a do a, a, a water one, you know. So once that clicked with me, and once I learned that you know that you have to, um, the next one in line has to be a step higher as well, because each of the each of the specials have a level. So you have a level one special, and then if you charge it up some more, it'll become level two. It'll hit harder. Level three, level level four. Anyway, I don't mean to bore everyone with all this stuff, but that's so I know it's it's ridiculous. But that, but it, and then it gets even worse because like when when you finally do that, that final chain, your reward is you, you know, you do a pretty big attack. But then your reward is an orb is now floating around the enemy that you are attacking. And what's the orb for? Well, <laughs> when when you have your other huge, you know, whatever it's called, there's another bar at the top left of the screen that fills up when you're attacking that you use the to other heal. power bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when that's completely full, then you can hit plus and do this blade combo crazy thing where you all do your attacks at the same time. And if you have an orb there that you got from doing a blade combo before then you can like double your attacks. It's all crazy. So you can understand 
it's just ridiculousness. But after 30 hours, <laughs> you will understand it. And uh, it's really fun. And, you know, it doesn't really, like, it, it is definitely fun and it feels great once you understand it. But there, there, there isn't really too much strategy in it still. It's kind of the same thing over and over. Luckily, it feels really good. And, it, you know, but like, like, there was one part that I loved where I was facing a boss and he did, you know, he did this devastating attack, kind of a buildup, you know, and you can kind of see it coming. And I had this other blade that had this shield art that I never use because I, I don't have any defense. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if I if I pull him out real quick and use the shield art, if that will, you know, shield me from the attack. And by golly, that's what I did. And it's it worked. And it's like, there we go. Like, that's the kind of stuff that should be in this all the time. And it's it's only happened once since then. And then, like, there's another one where, you know, you're facing a boss, and then they, like, while you're facing them, they send out tiny little things that get in your way that you should now take your focus off them and do that and it's like it's 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 just interesting like they still haven't fully explored this battle system that's here they give you snippets and it could be so cool but um but anyway uh it's like i said it's not a perfect battle system but it definitely is set up to expand and just give you loads and loads and loads of of rpg goodness of filling up stuff and there are 10 things to upgrade, you know, and check out. And it's just, it's definitely an epic game. The story is really good. And yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still really enjoying it. The only thing that stinks about these things, you know, is like, I can't really play anything else <laughs> until I get it done. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's so long. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I, I don't want to break up the story and forget stuff. And, and I, I am enjoying it. And that's what I'm saying. It's not like I feel bad, but it, it's just kind of like, it's just interesting. It's like, well, I'm kind of stuck in this one game for a month. So there mm-hmm. you go. Well, that, that's what happened with Persona 5 for me was that I was playing it and I was really enjoying it. And then we went to PAX and it was like, oh, okay. Like a, you know, long yeah. weekend or whatever. Exactly. And then like a couple days before that, you know, obviously it's like, oh, I'm getting ready to go. And then you come mm-hmm. back and next thing you know, yeah, you're a week, weaker, you know, up yep, to two exactly. weeks removed. And it's like, uh hard to jump back in yeah what is going on yeah so yeah wonderful wonderful games xenoblade 2 i'm excited that i it clicked with me and i'm excited for xenoblade 3 and i'm probably going to play through the torna as well and i might go back and play the original on switch get ready for the third one definitely recommend one definitive edition i recommend torna as well um yeah it's uh I, I had a similar experience with Xenoblade 2 that you said you didn't want to have and that I played like 10 hours when I got it like at Christmas, waited four or five months and then went back and played like the other 40 hours or 50 hours of the story. And then just that's when I, I really fell in love with it. And I definitely hear all like the things you're saying uh, in that it's an extremely wabi-sabi game. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, my my point being is that I don't think it's perfect by any means, but I I really like the game. Yeah. No, no, I no. Feel like I, it could I, expand and I I think I do know what you're saying because I think I felt similarly where like sometimes it's a mess, but it's like a beautiful mess. It is. I mean, <laughs> dude, the screen is just hilarious when you're playing because there's so many things. And like you said last podcast, like, you know, the same three things are said constantly over and over mm-hmm. again. By these characters there is something charming about it and it just 
feels good. And you know, th- th- it's heavy on action commands. That that's the big thing that I think we should that no one really told me about is that they're big on timing. I mean, there is that skill part that is really what keeps me coming back. Is like it is like Paper Mario. I mean, it you, you know what I mean? Like your whole basis on getting all your extra points is by landing, you know, your attack like pressing the button right when he strikes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that is a big part of the game that I, I you know, I don't I don't ever remember that being talked about. Now it might have been, I just wasn't paying attention, but that is a really cool part of the game and that is part of the strategy. So there is an active action element to it. So it is like an action RPG as well as a JRPG. So I don't know, it's it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh should we do my my very quick bite of yes. uh yeah, let's do the quick bite of Horizon Forbidden West. Quick bite. I I beat it. Um, I beat it <laughs> since the last time we talked. I, I thought I that was a- gonna. I thought you were just gonna. I beat it. All right. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> the quickest no. bite. It, but it will be. It'll be pretty quick. So I was like maybe halfway through uh, when I talked about it last week. Since then, I've beaten the game. Pretty much all my opinions last week are pretty much the same like uh a good game but very much the same as the last one and a lot of sameness from not doing a lot with that uh that that assassin's creed style gameplay what i will say is that the story really does pick up in the second half won't say anything of course but if you liked the weird sci-fi stuff in the first one i think the sci-fi in this game gets weirder and better and and that kind of dream you ever play one of those games where you're like this isn't that good but the ending really stuck the landing uh no because normally i don't finish games you would get to that point yeah (laughs) okay so 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 I, i guess it is kind of a rare thing to happen but that's what happened here where i'm glad i beat it like i'm glad i played the 15 hours or whatever but i also don't necessarily recommend it to a vast majority of people how many hours Ah, uh, fifteen to twenty for me to just oh, like 15. straight mainline I you said the story. Like, no, 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 no. They're no. pretty brisk games. If you if you critical path it, like like a lot of people are spending yeah. 40, 50 hours in this world, and to me that's like spending fifty hours in a Far Cry game. Like, what are you doing with your time? But uh, they're enjoying yeah. life. Ever heard of it? <laughs> nope. If you're if you're playing <laughs> a Far Cry game, I have my doubts. <laughs> I've never played Far Cry. Far Cry 3 is really good. Anyways, that, that that's Horizon Forbidden West. Very quick bite. And now we can get into the meat and potatoes. Uh, the meat and potato Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Hey guys, Elden Ring. He wants his nickel back. Shut up, Jerry. <laughs> that was a little cute. <laughs> Thank you. Casey, you wanna you wanna take lead on this? Sure. Yeah, so uh, Elden Ring is a Souls-like game from uh, the fine folks over at From Software. So 
you know, uh, they've done Bloodborne, all the Souls games, uh, Demon Souls, all that, Dark Souls, yada, yada, yada. So it has a very distinct feel and sort of gameplay set to it. So if you've played one of the previous games in the, you know, from, from software, uh, you'll have a good idea how the game plays. But if you haven't, um, obviously you've 100% heard about how difficult these games are. Um, and that still rings true for sure here. And uh, I guess to kick it off, right, you got a, a couple different classes to start with. Um, I think most of them do, and, and they all sort of have different stats. Um, you know, you could be sort of like a magic wielder, uh, you know, a, a swordsman. Um, and then they, they have they always have like a class that's like really bad um, in the beginning. And then like so you're at like a real disadvantage. But then, you know, they sort of scale really well if you can make your way through it. So, you know, it gives you options. Um, and a lot of people, I feel like that get into these kinds of games like to do, you know, multiple playthroughs. So a um, couple different ways to, uh, for your play style. I, I went with the samurai. So you start out with, you know, a sword and a bow. So you get a little bit of ranged, um, you know, combat to, to go with the up close and personal. But as far as the actual uh, player kit goes, right, you've got your dodges. And th that's like real big and important because a lot of these enemies, they hit really hard, right? Even like the most minuscule enemy that, you know, you shouldn't really even get hit by because they attack slow. But if they do hit you, like they still take a big chunk of your life. So everything it like poses a threat. And a big thing is just trying to sort of um, understand the different attack patterns enemies have, especially when it comes to bosses, right? Like you're going to be fighting these bosses, most likely numerous, if not, you know, double digits uh, attempts on these bosses. And, you know, each time you'll sort of see like, oh, okay, like this boss is sort of raising his arm up. Like maybe that, is an indicator of a specific attack or, you know, a specific pattern he's going to take. So there's a lot of uh, trial and error with these games as far as the right. combat goes. Like you're, like I said, you're going to die. No doubt about it. Um, right. So it's just a matter of learning each time and, and then coming back and mastering it. But I, and uh, I'll let Perry go. And then I want to sort of continue on that. If you want to chime in real quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, my, uh, you know, I, I put a, f I probably put like 20 hours into Dark Souls on the Switch when it came out. I, I really liked it. He's I mean, like, I beat two bosses. <laughs> yeah, I got pretty far. I just, I remember the feeling that I got from it was like, uh, it was something like, I don't really understand the upgrade mechanics as much as I'd like. And it was like, like, I don't really understand if I'm progressing correctly. If that makes mm -hmm. any sense. I don't know. I, in it, really janky like you know just kind of like you know uh, yeah like going like you know starting over and, and and playing the things over and over again and finally getting through and then yeah it just it was something about it was just a little too slow for me where i just like i've i've i'm starting to get a little bored anyway and so. this was the first one right dark souls one you play the uh, switch if i remember yep. right yeah yep dark dark Souls. well D demon souls was before that but dark souls was still like 12 years ago, I think. Yeah, it, it definitely, the two, like, Elden Ring feels pretty, pretty nice and smooth. Like, it's still similar gameplay, so you're still, you know, diving around <laughs> to it, like, oh, I'm just dodge rolling over and over and over, just trying to, like, get a bit of salvation away from this enemy. Um, mm -hmm. But it feels good. You know, for me, I, I've, so far, I like the combat. It, it's smooth. You actually have a horse that you can get, which is cool, uh, because, 
the world is big, so you will be, you know, traveling around. Um, there are fast travel as well. Uh, pretty much like the old, the other games that right, you find the bonfire and that's sort of like your save, not your save spot, but like your, oh, all right, I got my, I can adjust my level here and stuff. Um, I guess they call them like spots of glory or something along those lines. In you this touch game. grace. Yeah, touch grace. That's it. So, and then that's like your little like, oh, I can use my runes, which are souls um, that you get from enemies and then you can upgrade. And yeah, I think for me, yeah, I, I've definitely had that like, all right, I've got a whole bunch of stats here. And yeah, what is the correct thing to do? <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't yeah, know. Like, I felt like when I was playing, that's right. It's like, I felt like, am I going to make one terrible mistake that is going to make it impossible for me to, to beat this game that's kind of the feeling that's right yeah well the good thing with elden ring is that and and this is the biggest thing for me personally well real quick to touch on the stats thing i looked up a guide essentially i was just like hey what should i do as a samurai and they're like get your vitality up and then like dexterity so i've really only been pumping it into those two um i'm only i think i'm like level 22 or something like that um so hopefully i'm doing it right uh i don't know for sure yeah, what are you, Alex? An idiot. Uh, mid twenties, I think. Yeah, so I'm like shut 15 up, hours I'm in. Jerry. Also, Alex. Alex. Shut up, everyone. No, um, see, for so what is really great about Elden Ring for me, opposed to say Demon Souls, which is the last Souls game I tried. Um, it's just like, all right, so you get up to a, a boss, and it's like, man, this guy is just is. It, I'm getting wrecked here, like. And and I felt like in Demon Souls, it's like okay, like I guess I could farm up like the 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 enemies up to the boss if I wanted to, like a whole bunch and level up. But that would be really like tedious, right, and not that much fun. Where and also that one boss, freaking like Tower Knight in Demon Souls, I think that I, honestly it might even be like the first boss, first or second boss. The run from the bonfire up to him was so long. That, and it's like, it wasn't even necessarily hard. Like, in the beginning, it was a little difficult. Then, like, all right, I know the pad, like the enemies, where they're at. I can sort of get back to, to the boss relatively quick. But it was still, like, a four-minute run. And then it was like, oh, there's a bunch of freaking uh, archers around here. Let me clear out all those. That takes another couple minutes. And then 30 seconds, wrecked by the boss, you know? And it's like, all right, I didn't learn anything about that boss because I right. got killed so quick. Let me redo this eight minute process again to make it another five seconds. You need save you know? states. So <laughs> don't say, yeah, souls fans are like, <gasps> um, but for instance, one of the, the first, I guess, mandatory boss in this game. Um, I won't go into any spoilers or anything, but essentially like the, the, the gray spot is right outside of it. So it was like, Oh, I got destroyed, but I could fire it back up and I could get right back into it super quick. And it's I can almost learn the fight. like a no-brainer game design. <laughs> yeah, and I get like they want it to be hard, but like to me, I'm cool with dying to a boss fifty times if I can get into it relatively Absolutely. quick. Yep. I don't want to spend you know five to ten minutes to get back to learn nothing, you know. And what's also with Elden Ring too is like, hey, I'm getting wrecked by this boss. Still, let me just go fast travel to one of the other gray spots in the world and just go explore elsewhere. And I went and I did that. And then it's like, oh, look, uh, this guy wants help, you know, getting his castle back. And I'm like, I'm like, OK. And I go through there and, you know, I was probably a little over leveled at that point for that thing. But it was fun to like, oh, I went through and I gained another level 
and uh, you know i got to see something else that was cool and now i can go back to the boss feel a little stronger and i didn't have to grind out and feel super tedious to do it you know so to me elden rings got that just the i guess yeah you know the accessibility the just making it easier to to go out and explore yeah so yeah i'm about i think nine or ten hours into it right now um and a lot of that has just been like when i was playing yesterday yesterday um i played for like two hours and i feel like i didn't even really necessarily gain any strength like i think i might have gone up one level or something but i was just exploring and like i went into this one spot it brought me under like underground and there was this big crazy like city under there i was like geez what's this and then like the enemies like i went to attack one and my sword did like like five percent of its health and i'm like all right uh I'm not supposed to be here yet. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. definitely a higher end zone, but it was cool. That I could go in there and look at it. And I think even Alex, uh, when we were talking before mentioned, like he's gone into some high areas just to snag some loot, you know, and, and different things to help him progress. And when you're sort of sneaking around enemies, so it's nice to have that option. And, you know, I, I think it just completely gets rid of that. Like, now let oh, me ask I, you this. What's up? When you go there and when you realize this, do you suddenly run away and then do you get attacked 20 or 200 feet away by an invisible attack that automatically kills you? An arrow from downtown? Um, I I haven't experienced um, anything like when running away. Like, I mean, there have definitely been times when like, honestly, there's knights that are on like horses with like halberds and those guys are so damn mean, dude. They're quick and they've got super long range. So like getting away from those guys is sometimes is pretty tough. But like if you mm-hmm. ran into an area, you attack an enemy or two and it's like, wow, these guys are super strong. You should more or less be able to get out of there. Um, I guess the one <laughs> weird enough, I found an area and it was like I opened a chest and it was like, oh, it's a trap, bro. And then it like popped me somewhere else in the map. And it was okay. like a spot again. Like it was like, oh man, these these guys are way stronger than me. Was and, it was it the poison swamp? No, no, it was okay. like in this other weird area, and like these enemies sort of like shot like I guess it was probably a uh, some sort of spell, and it like put up like a bunch of like they almost look like arcane missiles, and they like shot up in the air, and then they like were homing. So those got me from from downtown a little bit the first time I when I didn't realize what was going on. But then once you saw them, it was like, oh, like when they're about to hit, you could dodge out of them still. So it didn't feel unfair, but it was definitely like, ooh, I need to get the heck out of dodge. Like these guys are way, way too mean for me. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me give a pitch on on Elden Ring. I, I think I can sort of say, I think pretty well how this how this sort of evolves from the Souls games. So previous Souls games, their general structure was you're, it's kind of a linear game where you're going from point A to point B. Sometimes you can fork left or right, and sometimes from those points you can fork left or right. Sometimes there are uh, sort of shortcuts you can unlock to take you to other places. Sometimes there's a handful of secret areas, and it's all very cryptic, and it's very difficult. Um, this game uh, has two things going for it that really change up that that sort of thing. One is... The presence of the open world, which is which is so incredibly well designed, it it, it floors me to be honest. Uh, it, it reminds me of um, 
like kind of an upgrade on the Breath of the Wild and Arceus design style, where it's like there's just random stuff all over the map and you can go around it and go or go into it and do it or go somewhere you're not supposed to and see what happens there. It's definitely that kind of game, but it's all very, it's much better integrated into the map and, and the world has more of an organic feel. So it, it so, so when you add that to the cryptic stuff, it gives it sort of a Zelda one vibe. I, I think more than Breath of the Wild does to, to some extent. Um, when you get frustrated, when I get frustrated in like Demon Souls or Dark Souls is when I get to a boss, I can't beat it, I'm probably underleveled or I'm not the right class and I haven't Googled the right sort of weapon to use or the right sword enhancement to use to beat it. And then I get frustrated and sometimes I persevere and sometimes I don't. And this one, when the boss wrecks you, you can just go somewhere else and explore and then you'll find other loot and then you'll upgrade naturally, but you're still exploring, you're still having fun. And then when you're properly leveled, then you try the boss again. Um, and that's coupled with a new feature that I think is new to this game where you can restart just before a boss, pretty much. Uh, one, one the, the bonfires or graces, whatever they're called, are there are way more of them than Dark Souls games. And, and, but also, there's a second feature that if you hit it after you die, you just spawn right before the boss door which is which is very very nice um that's the one that you don't know what it is casey try clicking that next time you die to a boss the weirdly worded one gotcha and then and then you'll land right before the boss Ooh, um, I like that there are also new summons that you like you can summon like ghost monsters to sort of fight with you in boss fights big old jelly <laughs> yeah which sort of even the odds uh one i got like a poison uh wolf like sort of thing that uh that poisoned the first major boss godric who shows up in all the trailers and it just killed him because i poisoned him and the poison in dark souls is super aggressive so i just ran away from him until he died and and sometimes you can still cheese bosses that way um so I can, it's like I hear all the hardcore souls players like Ugh. i i think <laughs> cheesing is part of the mechanics like it's janky but that's part of the game uh to a certain to a certain extent. So uh, I, it's still like super difficult and I am getting to the point where I'm like a little frustrated because I'm trying to figure out where to go, but it will meet you a couple steps closer than other souls games where there's a lot more options to fight with. And it's like hollow Knight, or what I love about hollow Knight, where if you get stuck, you just go somewhere else. So it, it, it completely reduces the issue that shows up in souls games or, or in a puzzle sense, Metroid games where I'm, where you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm frustrated. I stopped playing. Elden ring doesn't have that. Um, and, and I think that's what is gonna, I think that's what, uh, from software means when they're saying more people are going to beat this. It's still really hard, but it's smart and way more polished and meets you a couple steps closer. Yeah, it just gives you the avenues to take different routes, which, like I said, like I think to Demon Souls, like that game was so cool and it looked amazing, and it had like I, I was loving it, but it was just yeah, it was like if I had an option to like, hey, why don't you go over this way and try and do that for a while, and then you can come back, you know, may, I, I, no doubt about it, I would have made it further into that game. So that's what I like about here. 
like I said, that first sort of spot, you know, where I was like, man, this is tough. Um, let me just go out and see what else is up. And, and yeah, instead of either a smack of your head against the wall until you don't want to play anymore or, you know, going to, I'm just going to grind this out and kill. Oh, there's 10 bosses between this, you know, bonfire and the, and the boss. Like I'll just kill them, reset the, the enemies kill. And then, you know, level up that way, which is not fun at all either. So to be able to just go and explore and the world is huge and I've only in the first area. So there's a lot to do in this game. Um, and, and just, yeah, I, I think I remember someone mentioned like, Oh, you should have a notepad and like to write down the quests and then people are like, ah, oh, the game, what the heck? They don't have a quest log in here. Um, it's, I see both sides of the argument, you know, normally I'd be like, just put the dang quest line in there, you know, or the, the quest book. But I think for, you know, from software, this style of game, it makes perfect sense not to have it in there. The the UI, right? Like everything is very minimalistic when you're when you're playing the game. Like you've got like the little navigation bar up top, right? That sort of points you in the right direction. Or like, oh, you could go find where your runes are that that you dropped. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like I said, I, I'm enjoying it more than. And that was my biggest concern picking this game up. Is like I know I've tried other, you know, I've tried Dark Souls, didn't get far. Uh, Demon Souls didn't get far. I did play a good amount of Bloodborne, which I liked. So I was like, I, I know, I know, I like. There's good in these games that I enjoy, but like, I just, yeah, I always hit that frustration wall. So to have something to alleviate that, I think, is why, like I said, I, you know, I'm, you know, nine, ten hours in, and and I'm definitely gonna keep on playing. And uh, and yeah, the, I mean, the game looks really nice. The bosses look cool. Uh, there, there is definitely some pop in, big time. Um, Less than Arceus, though. Yeah, that's less for sure. <laughs> less than Arceus, but still definitely, definitely got the pop in. Um, but yeah, uh, it makes you feel a little better when the game looks this damn good, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it, I I am very much enjoying it way more than than I thought I would. Uh, the the, the best, very last thing, the best game uh, uh, from this series, you think, or most favorite. It, I, I think it's the one I've enjoyed most so far. I think my other favorite's Bloodborne, which I also beat and, and really enjoyed. Um, cool. The, the Bloodborne's last cool dude. If only that ran in sixty frames. Yeah, I, I hope they they at least patch it. If not, I'm do surprised a, do they haven't already. Um, but the the last thing I'll say about it is, so Breath of the Wild. It, it's it's been like it's well known that it's trying to kind of do a take on Zelda one where you can go wherever you want and you kind of have to figure some things out. Uh, but I think because breath of the wild is a Nintendo game, there's a certain limit to how much they can do that kind of stuff where there's like a handful of really cryptic quests. Uh, and there's some like kind of cryptic, but you can fairly, decently easily figure it out if you're paying attention and then there's a there's a pretty easy to follow critical path that you explore in the order you see fit elden ring doesn't have the limitations that breath of the wild does because it's a souls type game um and because of that it it feels like a better realization not a better game necessarily people will have their favorites and i'm not pitting them against each other and and except to say that the idea of just being dropped in a world and going, what am I going to do? I, I guess I can kind of go here and I'm kind of directed this way for the first boss. Although that really stops after you beat that first boss. Um, 
and then you try to explore somewhere else and you find an area that you didn't even know was there uh and and you think like the map is like small and dense and then the map like basically multiplies by three (laughs) the more you explore it and then there's entire areas and bosses that you didn't think they could fit in the game and there there's a and there's a real density and wonder in that sense as you explore and and the uh it uses the cryptic stuff to its advantage in this game where some of the stuff is hard to figure out but it'll give you more hints than other souls games did and what I think that's going to encourage among people uh, is I think it'll encourage people talking to each other and being like, oh, where did you find that thing? Oh, yeah, you need to do that. Oh, what's the second of the main like four or five demigods? Oh, it's it's this one. You want to go to this corner of the map. I think it's going to encourage a lot more of that conversation than a game normally would in the Google era of 2022. It's already been clogging up my phone. between the two of you but yeah uh it's 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 really really good and i'm uh, excited to play more so jerry when are you picking it up yeah after xenoblade dude i i yeah i don't know the thing is i gotta i gotta say there's something you know there's something about that switch man that you can that you can i can play it handheld and in my life you know like having kids and stuff and not it's very, you know, I wish the Steam Deck might be something that I'd be interested in if it ran on there or anything like that. Anyway, well, I, I heard the it does PC, run on there. I heard okay, the PC cool. version of Elden Ring's real rough. I've also heard that, is. but they're going to fix it for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure like all of the from software games are a little rough on PC when they launch. I feel like I feel like I've heard that about other games. Like when in the beginning it's like, and then they they sort of iron it out. Mm. But yeah, all right, yeah, good game, recommended. Uh, you're welcome if you were ex- hoping for it. Sorry if you weren't. Well, <laughs> see, listeners me, of the show, <laughs> the best thing for me about Elden Ring is I never once bought into the hype until about 24 hours before it launched. You know. So it's like I never had that like, oh, years of waiting for this game, you know, like it's just like, oh, cool. This game's cool. Let's get it. Yeah. Yep. That's like with me and Arceus. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's like, don't get me wrong. I I love that hype and the buildup is is super great with a lot of games, right? When you're really looking forward to it. It's a fun surprise, though. But it's also, yeah, it's also great when it's like you just get like a a gem sort of plopped on your lap and you're like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, anywho, we should probably move on to the news. Uh, and we, we got a big one this week. Pokemon Violet. Or actually, no. I just stopped myself. I just stopped myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who the heck is this guy, Jerry? <laughs> it's time for the news. News Talk with Casey Gibson. Put some name on that. Oh, I he tried to put some respect on the name with Casey Gibson That's with right. Alex Kalafi <laughs> and <laughs> Jerry's berries. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I can, uh, I can do this one because I actually, st- uh, st- was there for the Pokemon presents as it happened, which was kind of, which was kind of a weird, it was kind of a weird lead up because, uh, on no like when it was happening. Yes, and I will tell you why, and it's what I was texting you about 
the other day and how the this week's news is going to play into the show somehow. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So there is a Pokemon Presents, which is like their annual Nintendo Direct for Pokemon, uh, led by the Pokemon Company. It was announced on their Japanese and I believe Asian social media feeds, but none of the Western ones, which means you knew it was happening, but uh, there was no tweet. And what people speculated, as we later found out from PR correctly, was that because of the stuff with Russia and Ukraine, like, it was just a weird sort of advertising moment, despite the fact that, like, and and with Pokemon being a global franchise, they couldn't really delay the announcement either, because, like, everything moves simultaneously around the world, uh, which I I imagine is, is very, very complicated. And I was like, I don't really know what this is going to be. I was expecting like that Detective Pikachu game that was announced for Switch, maybe, or Arceus uh, DLC that was sort of rumored. But what it actually was, was maybe 10 minutes of sort of mobile game updates. And then bull crap. (laughs) Bunch of bologna. Yeah, it, it, they also announced uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. There was like a Shaman event. And then for Arceus, there was a new um, there was a new update that I think adds more battles to the game, which it, it was, it was kind of lacking in the post game. But uh, the last thing, which no one expected, was that they announced Pokemon Violet and Pokemon Scarlet, the new ninth generation of Pokemon... Uh, coming late 2022 it's fully open world uh it has drift blues in it which made it really feel like arceus yeah i I have Mm -hmm. quotes from the website um oh do you that they said with these new titles the pokemon series takes a new evolutionary step allowing you to explore freely in a richly expressed open world Various towns blend seamlessly into the wilderness and no borders. You'll be able to see the Pokemon of this region in the skies and the seas and the forests on the streets all over. You'll be able to experience the true joy of the Pokemon series. Battling against wild Pokemon in order to catch them now in an open world game that players of any age can now enjoy. Which uh, is is really interesting and I, I'm sort of uh, cautiously... I'd say cautiously pessimistic because that would make a fun episode title, but I, 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 I'm, I don't feel that way. I, I'd say just cautious because Arceus is, is probably still my, my favorite game of the year so far. And, and I think one of the finest Pokemon games to ever come out. And I kind of wish they would give some breathing room and just put it out next spring instead. Mm. Um, you know, me. maybe do some DLC. I, I didn't see. I'm all you over didn't... it. Woo! You don't have the quote um, of them mentioning uh, they're going to be aiming for a crystal 30, but realistically more like a solid 20 frames per second. <laughs> solid 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- you can see they uh, they kept that feature from Arceus, the nice uh, frame rate issues in the uh, trailer there. Um, to their credit... Issues in, in, in Arceus? Uh, it, oh, in console, yes. In a handheld, no. It's very oh. weird. Or yeah, like, I, I was handheld, it's like 30-ish. Console, yeah. Um, to Nintendo and Pokemon's credit, they will show you what a video game looks like when they announce it. 
uh, uh, despite not in the best circumstances. So it looks all pixelated and honestly kind of gross. And but then you play it on handheld and it'll be fine. I bet. I appreciate that though. It's like they're like the worst is when you see like the the PR pre release stuff and it's like wow and it's always racing games right like wow look at how realistic these cars look and like it's amazing and then you watch the gameplay and it's like they just slapped it like they like smudge tooled it all together you know and it's like whoa Mm. yeah so at least they're showing you what you're gonna get i'm still excited though i i think it's uh it's got a lot of potential sort of taking the arceus gameplay plopping it in a real pokemon world and then sort of dialing back the battle system just a tiny bit to uh to sort of make it appropriate for competitive play um while still keeping some of the en- enhancements so I'm, I'm still really excited just just i i wouldn't mind having a couple yeah, I, extra months i'm not excited yet like i'm uh, you know i'm but i am cautiously optimistic unfortunately not cautiously pessimistic because that would be great <laughs> <laughs> i wish i kind of was just for that time but um uh no i like i said like i now have interest in this like I would be all over it if it was like Pokemon Legends Scarlet. Like then I'd be like, yes. Like now that I, because that's exactly because I'm. I mean, what what's the difference? Well, mm-hmm. I just then I know that that's that's the route they're going, and I don't know if it's going to be well, exactly like that. I mean, to me, right? It pretty much seems like it's just going to be a, a nice blend of the two. Like, and I right, feel like, but I, I don't of, know that yet. That's what I, I'm saying. I know they showed you. We've seen it, Jerry. We've seen it. We've seen it. No, no, I don't know. Um, I don't know. To me, it seems like this would be optimal. Like open world, cool. You've got, you know, get. Did they mention gym gyms per se? No, they might might not be gyms, but that kind of progression, I'm sure, is going to be there. Yes, somewhere between sun and moon, and uh, like how it did, like the non gyms gyms, yeah, and then yeah. this thing. I it'll have something that progresses you through the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, to me, I don't know. It's it definitely looks cool. Like I'm I'm happy they're keeping the Arceus style of play, but I've just been thinking about it. It's like I just might not be a Pokemon guy anymore. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I've gotten what Arceus. I've gotten. Um, brilliant diamond and i've gotten sword and shield and i've probably put in like 15 to 20 hours between the three of them you know what i mean like i don't know i I, i'm just starting to think maybe it's just time to hang it up for me you know Mm. yeah maybe (laughs) two days before this releases all right i'll get it i'm more into free to play (laughs) korean diablo like mmos hey man it's a good game. I will say on that, actually, you know how I mentioned it was like very much Diablo? Yeah. When you hit end game, that's really when the MMO uh, kind of feel comes into play. Like the gameplay is still like Diablo style, but like mm-hmm. how you progress your gear and stuff. And, and it definitely is an MMO. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, and then the, the three starters. So the region, according to sort of what, what folks are saying online, Seems to be based on like Spain, Portugal. Like that seems to be the yeah. the region this time, which which is cool. I like totally. that they've been they've been doing Europe the last few generations. And then there are three starters. I can only pronounce the names of one of them. There is Sprigatito, uh, which is the grass type. That's sort of a grass cat. There's 
Fuicoco or Fuacoco? I, I think Fuicoco. Fuicoco. Yeah, like Fuego, maybe Fuicoco. Uh, that'd be a, that'd be a good pronunciation. Fuicoco, and that which is the fire type, uh, and that is a crocodile is kind of the basis for that. And then Quaxley, which is the water duck. And hey, this week's poll time is dedicated to them. Poll results time. Real quick before we get into the poll, I love the attitude that Quackley's got with that arm out. He he's Quaxley, not taking, yeah, yeah, he's not taking crap from nobody. And Fuacoco, if you look at him, if you flop that like snout of his straight down, it almost looks like a shy guy, a little bit. I so I'll, I'll tell you when I watched this video, I was definitely a thousand percent team Quaxley. Now I'm about 300% team Quaxley. So I'm still going Quaxley, but Fukoko has, has really grown on <laughs> he's me growing. in recent days. <laughs> he's such a goober, yeah, you know, like he looks great. like he's just a fella. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and you know, honestly, like he's going to have the coolest evolution state. No doubt about it. You know? Yeah. He's going to be like a big dinosaur crocodile man. While like, you know, Quaxley didn't fly around with like, you know, an attitude. And the other one, like, I don't know, what's that? A green Eevee? Potato, you know, potato? You know Sprigatito or whatever its name is is going to have, like, the ugly evolution this gen. <laughs> yeah, because he's too cute right now, you know? Uh, so, Who so had this the week... ugly evolution first gen? Perry. Um... <laughs> So it'd probably be Venusaur as much as I love Venusaur and it's my favorite one. I'd say it'd be Venusaur. Yeah, because uh, he's sort of no, 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 you, no. The answer is that there is none. You don't have to. You don't have to pick one. Yeah, I would say there is none. But if you had to pick one, it's if like, you had to. I agree. But if you had to pick one, Venusaur is sort of like a big weird dude. You know, he looks sort of like a toad a almost dinosaur. with a flower on his back. To to be fair, Perry, I know you're you're getting on this hill, but you're the one who posed the question. Yeah, uh, it we're was just, a trick question. We're just answering what's in front of us, Jerry. <laughs> I know, and, and I'm and too dumb to be tricked. <laughs> <laughs> Tricks on you, Jerry. He's too dumb. It's like uh, oh, foiled again. <laughs> what is that? Um, what's that DW quote from Arthur? That's like jokes on you. I can't read or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I need to look that up. But anyways, do. I, I, I asked uh, who's going to be your starter in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And we actually got a tie this time. Uh, 118 <laughs> votes. Really? I tell you yep. what, it's pretty close too. even even the one in last place. I mean, Amazing. I it's a little back, but. Yep. Uh, Quaxley and Fukoko were tied with 38.1% of the vote. And then Sprigatito was uh given uh, got, yeah. it won 23.7 yep that was the uh the people that just had to vote for cats that are obsessed with cats i tell you yeah. what i was team quaxley quackley whatever the heck his name is right off the bat but yeah fukoko or fuecoco whatever his name is he's growing on me yeah he's he's it's just such a little goober looking dude that he's like you just want to pick him up and give him a little hug, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like you. Yep. <laughs> the the ugly duckling. He doesn't always get beautiful. Sometimes he loses his hair. <laughs> but he's getting a toupee. <laughs> a toupe. <laughs> All right. For, for this week's meme of the week, uh, and also correction of the week, 
Um, the, the DW meme is it's a door with like a radioactive sort of do not enter sign. And she's like, uh, hands on hips looking mad. And she's like, that sign can't stop me because I can't read. Mm, there it is. So, so that's what the bit was. And that reminds me of uh, watching public access on in like my local town as a kid. And like on Friday night, they would read like Beetle Bailey comic strips through the local access TV. <laughs> and, I, and I always try to imagine who's the person like spending their Friday night listening to this. Turns out it's me. Yeah, I was going to say, turns out. there's one listener in Boston. That's awesome. Boston. Yeah, but that's uh, that's the show this week, huh? That's One it. hour. Kind of, per- yeah. That's the, that's the Talk Nintendo part. Yeah. So we'll do the whole outro right now, and then this after... This is the part where you delete the podcast off your phone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, um, but yes, I mean, I guess... Uh, yeah, that's the end. We got our, our this that. We'll do our, our little outro and then it was yeah, a pretty can... uh, efficient show. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It didn't feel like a small one, you know. It felt like we got through everything. Yeah, we got mm-hmm. a nice. I tell you what. Yesterday, Alex is like, guys, we got the lineup going. We'll talk about our games, talk about Pokemon, and if there's time, we'll talk about the eShop. And then, not even twenty four. It's it probably was like twelve hours later. He's like, hey guys, so I've only got about an hour tonight, so we yep. have to keep things brisk. Yep. And I'm like. Was this guy bringing up the eShop? Yep, I know. He, like, purposely, he, like, it's like a skeet thing. He throws it up there, and he just walks away. He's like, nope, I'm going to shoot at it. To be fair, everyone on this show gets a turn being the reason why it's a short episode. (laughs) (laughs) We're just alternating. (laughs) But, uh, hey, any day or any week I edit, I'll allow an hour show. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't against it. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'll do the outro this week. Uh, to to redeem oh myself from the news segment. He's like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Talk Nintendo podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Talk Nintendo pod. That's Talk Nintendo. P-O-D. And you can support Nintendo World Report on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash NWR. That's patreon.com slash N. W R, and you can listen to Perry and Josh's upcoming podcast, The Propaniacs, whenever it has a feed. Propane Maniacs. Propane Maniacs. My apologies. Uh, and and your podcatcher of choice, I presume. Uh, maybe eventually. probably <laughs> at least the main ones pretty quickly. Yes, 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 yes. We'll, okay, I'll 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 pitch that next week or whenever we do our second episode. Yeah. Cool. Uh, rate us on iTunes, five stars and positive reviews. We'll we'll read reviews that we get on future episodes and uh, also five stars on Spotify. And whenever Perry does have the Propane Maniacs feed, uh, give give him a five star uh, too. Yeah. Mm. Well, support, however support many stars you got left over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you're, uh, if you're going week to week. Uh, yeah, we don't want you spending all your stars. <laughs> you might you might be listening to like uh, some NPR podcast that you want to give your extra stars to. Pro tip: you don't run out of stars when you rate stuff. So you're saying we got stars for days? Stars for days. Stars for days. All right, that'll do it for us this week. All See right. you next week. Sayonari. Adios. Bye. And screw Rob Manfred. 
As a prominent member of the Prude Police, I need the comfort and flexibility the job calls for. And nothing gets me better prepared than the lawnmower from Manscaped. My, uh, area has never felt better. See, like, the biggest boobs you'll ever, you've ever seen on anything ever? Hello! Welcome to a brand new podcast, uh, The Propane Maniacs, episode one. Um, I put a t- I was, uh, Did you see the title I, I put on there, Josh? Loud is not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> loud is not allowed? Yes, uh, uh, I, I, that's not really going to be. I just thought, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I, just, I was inspired while I was typing the, the, the episode. I love but, it. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Perry Burkham, and I'm joined by my beautiful friend, Josh Robinson. Oh, that was so sweet of you to say. Well, you know, Josh the Rock Robinson. Josh the it's Rock. Something, you know, some nick. You know, you don't have a nickname, do you? No. Do we have one yet? I don't think so. Yeah. How about so, Propane Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flamer. No. Josh Flamer Robinson. <laughs> no, Flamer is cooler. <laughs> no, Flamer is cooler. Um... <laughs> So, uh, come on, Peggy. Look, we're putting our names up on the board. It's really fun. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay, you're going to hear a lot of, of spontaneous uh, King of the Hill references, and that's what it's all about. So, uh, you might be listening to, we are also putting this on my other podcast, Talk Nintendo Podcast. Um, for our first inaugural episode, there's lots of King of the Hill fans there, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to cross post. But uh, yeah, Josh and I have been talking about this for. Three years, I bet. <laughs> it really is. I, I was trying to figure out when, when the first mention of it was, and it, it was at least two plus years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I probably didn't have any kids, and now I have two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's going on. So um, yeah, so yeah, what we're going to do is it's going to be an episodic um which is our favorite. That's our. That's my favorite kind of sitcom. Is episodic. You, you can keep your story-based uh, episodes out of here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, uh, we're gonna go through the episodes of King of the Hill, uh, starting with the pilot. That's what we're going with today. Um, and and you know, and uh, just like the pilot of King of the Hill of any pilot, we are gonna be finding our identity of the show. Um, going into it, we have uh, an idea of what we, we, what we want it to be, but it's, I think over time it's going to naturally evolve and become something awesome. And, uh, so we have segments planned of, uh, generally of what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the plot. Um, we're going to talk about the, uh, the cast, um, and any sort of trivia that we can think of along the way. But our idea is just to keep it nice and fresh and you can watch an episode with, uh, with us, you know, to prepare, um, each week, or you can, if you're, uh, if you don't need to watch them. Like, like Josh and I, where we could just re- recite the whole thing. We're just gonna memorize. We're just gonna start from the beginning, and and Josh and I are just gonna try to just repeat the whole episode, line memory. for line. Yep. You getting any compression? <laughs> <laughs> you know what Ford stands for, don't you? Stands for fix it again, Tony. <laughs> fix uh, it again. 
So yeah, so I think so. Uh, Josh, do you have anything else to say before we jump into the plot of the pilot? Oh man, no, uh, no other than that, I'm excited. No, well, let's 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 get at it. Yes, and I will say it's really funny because it's like one of the reasons that like like I was hesitant about even doing uh, an episodic like thing starting with the pilot. It's like the pilot to me is one of my favorite, if not my favorite episodes. I mean, it's just brilliant it's so funny every single line is is a one-liner i mean every single line i repeat every time i hear it so i'm basically <laughs> just talking on because it's just so funny and and you know it, it some things are weird and you know including that first theme song you know you know like that oh yeah the, like everything is you know and i think the only fly you ever see ever in the whole series in texas is the first thing you see when he slaps on the back of his neck then he's that that single handedly solved the bug problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just think the pilot is incredible. Um, it does establish a lot of characters, and honestly, the characters aren't. While they, over the series they do evolve uh, into different, uh, you know, into different personalities, but really, it's a pretty, pretty uh, steady, steady going uh, from the first episode to the last. Yeah, you know. I was, you know, I will get into this more later, but I was just noticing in my, one of my many rewatches of the pilot that like you do like you're introduced to a lot of the characters and themes and sort of who they are pretty early on, like in this first episode. And, you know, it's not like, you know, a lot of this stuff changes. I mean, it really does sort of stay steady. And I mean, you know, you can see this first episode and you could watch the last episode and you'll pretty much know just about everyone that's there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they get, you know, they pick up Lucky and that's really it <laughs> by the end. So, um, yeah, so I guess starting with the, the you know, the, the storyline, uh, you know, it, funnily enough, they, they don't really, you know, they don't show Strickland propane in the first episode. Um, I yes. think he mentions it just a couple times. Yeah, I think just the the one time he mentions propane, but he doesn't he doesn't say yeah. uh, Strickland specifically. Right. So we're not introduced to Buck, but uh, you know, you get Hank and 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 Dale and Bill and Boomhauer, and they're sitting around, and, and obviously they're trying to fix Hank's car, which is th- uh, his truck, which is a common thread throughout um, the episode. And uh, and then I guess the whole really plot of the episode is that uh, Bobby gets a black eye from a baseball game um, and then he goes to uh, the they go to the store and uh, uh, Hank and Bobby and then Hank gets in a argument with Buckley or I think it is Buckley, right? It is Buckley. But, you know, it's funny because we you know, we obviously know Buckley, but it's never established that he is Luann's boyfriend in this episode. So, uh, so what are you trying to build? I love yeah. like that. What are you trying to do? Uh, Buckley is a great character. Um, yeah, and it actually is credited as Buckley um, on on IMDb, which is funny. Um, and then so gossip, you know, once people see Bobby with a black eye and Hank yelling at Buckley, and you know, then gossip goes around and it gets around through the what do they call it when like when some person. Um, you know, when you say something to a person, oh. they spread it and then and then pervert it a little bit, and then you know it changes and changes until it gets something. Yeah, I mean, I know, I remember the game in in like kindergarten was called to like telephone or something, but telephone. That's um, right. That's right. I don't know if there's a term for like 
when it happens. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so by the end of it, you know, all the all the gossipers are saying, you know, that Hank, you know, beat his son or, or, or threatened the threatened the 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 guy with a hammer. You know, and he kind of did. The world's Not best really. hammer. <laughs> yeah. Sears already sold me that. <laughs> Uh, the hammer you know you know we could do a whole episode on hammers <laughs> we, we, we should like hank's hank's last essay that he wrote oh right 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 yeah. i love that i forgot it was yeah. about hammers it was about hammers you um, told me you left baby gh sleeping in a bag of hammers <laughs> the hammers I mean, right? of of king of the hill um so i they uh, uh anthony from the the Child Protective Services, I guess, you know, um, the Twig yeah. Boy. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> say where he's from. More well-known, yeah. Yeah. Um, he comes and uh, he's trying to take Bobby away. Bobby, don't you want to live in a house with a pool? No. <laughs> Dude, that line always gets me. It's so good. No. <laughs> like, why would I wanna, like, it's like he doesn't really understand like what he's saying. Like, like, why are you trying to get me to go wait? And then, um, so then, uh, you know, then um, Hank's worried, and then, uh, then they find out that uh, Anthony is a kook, uh, and then so they call off the investigation. Uh, the CPS does. But for some reason, they only tell Bobby. <laughs> they don't. They don't tell the rest uh, of the family. Uh, and then, so Bobby tries to trick Hank um, into threatening him, basically to, uh, he, you know, he, to get him to do stuff uh, that Hank doesn't like. And then says, "Well, you need to let me do this because they might take me away." Yeah. And then, and then one of my favorite lines is when Peggy finds out, and Hank's laying on the on the bed. Oh, it's it's hard, Peggy. It's I love my son. Oh, oh it's hard. Yes. And then Peggy tells him they they call up the investigation last week. I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> just a fantastic, just uh, a great. And then and then they've you know then there's a nice heartfelt moment at the end uh, where Hank tries to tries to tell him that he loves him uh, and he can't. It's really hard. And then the episode ends as you see Anthony being being uh, carted off to Los, Ange- Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So and the funny thing I, I've always thought about the pilot is that it's so dry. Like, I love King of the Hill because it's so dry. Right. It's so organic and natural. Long pauses. Right. Nothing like you ever see nowadays on tv like tv sitcoms nowadays constant talking no stops it's weird to be honest i'm not a big i'm not a big fan i don't really have any sitcoms that i that i watch anymore um that are current do you uh well let's see i feel i watch um uh, i watch the connors and uh you know, which is just the Roseanne sort of and spinoff. And that's definitely in, yeah, that's definitely in the style. That's definitely in like the 90s style, right? And I actually yeah. haven't seen it because I've never seen Roseanne. And I've always wanted to see Roseanne. Then I never, I never have. And then I just, so I haven't ever been interested in the Connors yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like there maybe is one other, there were a couple, but, but by and large, no. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of contemporary stuff yeah. at all. I barring... watch game shows. Like literally, that's all I watch <laughs> on, on current TV. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, apart from, and this is not even really television, I guess, um, but, you know, with uh, Amazon has, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, that's a really great show. Speci- would actually, it, it focuses on um, comedians. I mean, it's a, it's, mm. uh, it's set in the 50s. It's a whole thing, but oh, it's, no, I it's, haven't seen that. it's fascinating. I think it's hysterical. Um, oh, good. I'll, I'll check that out for sure. But yeah, but by and large, no, I, I don't really watch anything contemporary. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's funny you mentioned the stuff with the pauses um, and this sort of like letting you sit with, with the situation. That's very much like The Office. And what did The Office and King of the Hill have in common? That would be Greg Mike Daniels. Judge. Just kidding. Yeah, right. no, Greg <laughs> Daniels. Yes, Greg Daniels, the man. Who, um, um, yeah. The Office is another just, I mean... I love The Office. Oh, and actually, I mean, I, I, I grew, I mean, like, you know, when it came out, I was probably like, I don't know, 13, 14. And, you know, I loved it then. By the end of it, I was kind of sick of it. And I, at the last season, I didn't ever watch it. You know, I was definitely like, hey, like, Michael's gone, you know. But I've recently, in the past few years, just like, really, I mean, I've always loved The Office. I never hated it or anything, but it's like, I really got, I mean, what a brilliant show. And oh, it yeah. shows, like, it, and it shows, honestly, I kind of feel like I had a realization. Like the Simpsons kind of started dying off when King of the Hill came. Mm-hmm. And then King of the Hill kind of started dying off when The Office hit. Yeah, that's true. You know, and it's really funny. It's it's kind of like that eight, around the seventh, eighth season, you know, of each. Um, and then kind of the same with The Office. It kind of started, which is weird. But anyway, um, I love Greg Daniels. I. Uh, and yeah, and funnily enough, you know, they're bringing back King of the Hill. Uh, well, he, he, sort of. He, I, you know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Did I send you? I may not have sent you the clip, but he, he was speaking to somebody on their YouTube channel. Um, and he specifically said that, um, you know, they hadn't spoken to anybody at, at, at these networks. I mean, like, it's it's something that they are basically like they're looking to do. They want to do. Um, yeah. but at this point in time, like, I it's think definitely it is not coming. F- just, I, I, how could you turn I it down? I think it is. No, I think it is. I just think they're kind of playing it safe and unless everything, uh, you know, cause I know exactly how projects work out. You know, I, I bet it's, I mean, I bet it's really far into development, but they don't want to announce anything just yet. Cause you know, they haven't found a home for it or something, you know, I, I don't yeah. know, but, or, 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 you know, or it's, it's still in way early pre-production, but, um, yeah, the, Back to the pilot, you know, it just, um, you know, that really establishes a lot of things that, you know, you get to see John Redcorn uh, cheating on Dale. Um, you know, you meet Joseph, you see their friends, Bobby, uh, and, you know, you see how they love to fix stuff. The the four guys, um, there's a classic. I mean, I love when Boomhauer says something and Hank <laughs> responds. I mean, all of those are just the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's you know, what we're lots of, for, lots of reoccurring. Boomer. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish it were that easy, Boomhauer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should be in sales. It's <laughs> 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 so good. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I just you know, and I, I don't like you know the animation is so di- is a very different, right? Um, like, uh, and so it, it's it's kind of almost like off putting in the way that Beavis and Butthead. It's almost like. Like it's almost, like I feel like that the first episode is is like a stopgap in between Beavis and Butthead's art style and like what like in like season two 
of of yeah of where it's just kind of it's pretty you know pretty raw like raunchy like like just just kind of weird looking yeah and always it, it turned me off of it when i was little i always thought it was really depressing to me king of the hill i, I just got into king of the hill about five years ago uh, um, see that's all oh, that's wild i mean i know, I know we've talked about this just, before but like i yeah. i mean i i remember watching the the premiere um I, you know, cause the Simpsons was a lead into it. Um, and I mean, I, I've, I've literally been watching from the beginning. No, I'm not going to claim you, that. Like, and, you, and you, and you loved it. Like, like from when you first saw it, I did, but probably yeah. f- for different reasons. Cause I was, uh, let's see. 99. So interesting. Yeah. How old I don't you? even think so. I had when in it 97. Debuted. Yeah. So I was, and I would have turned nine in July. So I was eight at the time. So it's yeah. not like I really like got the humor. Well, you know? when, when did it come out? And was it in July? It, when did it? Well, no. So it, it debuted in January um, of, of 97. So it did? Yeah. My goodness. Um, so I, was so like, I yeah, I, I hadn't even hit nine yet. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think I it's four. Uh, oh, my five? God. <laughs> I mean, it's like, obviously, yeah, sure. we're not that far apart in age, but when, you know, when you're that young, yeah, that's then. a huge difference. And um, <laughs> it's that Peggy, that Peggy line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it just makes me sick. Just to, that means when she, that means when she was three, Bobby was one. <laughs> it almost makes me sick just thinking about it. Marie. Yeah. Marie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I really have loved it since the beginning, but you know, of course at that age, I, I didn't like it for the same reasons. Um, I think kids just have a way of, of finding humor, like the most like base, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm not getting the depth of the jokes or anything. Sure. Um, exactly. I mean, it's such an adult humor, like adult and the actual, like when you're adult, these things are super funny. Oh yeah. Like, I don't mean like in a raunchy way. It's just funny. It's just, you know, when you have that um, life experience, you know, yeah, and and to just sort of understand how uh, social yeah. interactions are and and what's normal and what's not normal, yeah. and yeah, it's um, it's a wonderful it, thing. So <laughs> it, it's such a, I mean, and it truly is. I mean, the 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 quality of of the of the pilot script is just to me. I just I love it. It's very, it's it's just like it reminds and it it, it is absolutely nostalgic for me. I have to say, I remember when I first started it, uh, watching it, um, like that series. I was in, was in the dead of summer, super hot out. I remember waking up uh, early, drinking a delicious ice cold Coke Zero from a can, <laughs> and sitting on the couch watching it. And it was just like the best summer ever. And it's just, and that's what I feel like, you know. Um, and anyway, so it sounds like the best summer ever. <laughs> it, it was, it was great, uh, but. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I'd love to talk. I was thinking, I think we can highlight some people in the cast, kind of every every episode. Maybe even like um, go kind of deep into one. But um, I thought, you know, at least we can go over like who, like each one, and, and kind of other stuff they've done. Obviously, uh, Mike Judge is is Hank Hill, and he's and he's Boom Boomhauer, um, uh, and so he's, you know, he just amazing and and obviously and the other thing is that like i just like you just recently showed me was it you or who was it on the maybe it was on the tmp discord that like he's totally based off of a beavis and butthead character oh um yeah it's uh What's his name smith uh, um uh oh my god you know I, yeah i forget who posted it name? but i was the one who made the comment um yeah a uh, mr 
Oh shoot! I mean, I'm gonna have to Google it now. Um, uh, that, yeah, no, that, but anyway, is it Anderson? Mis- yeah, Mr. Anderson. That's what it is. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I've never seen Beavis and Butthead. I haven't really watched. I mean, I've seen a few episodes. I I, I don't remember anything about it. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that's so obviously it, it's it's a it's a it's a character that you know was developed over time. Uh, Mike Judge made the character, all the original characters. I didn't realize. Um, did you know that? Did you know that he liked he did the designs for him and everything? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I yeah, mean, it's he, really he neat. Is, I, uh, I mean, I, I guess you could call him um, not an animator necessarily, but I mean, I guess an illustrator. I mean, that's not his background artist, yeah. at all. Um, yeah, I think his his background is in like some really like high level science. I, I can't remember uh, off the top of my head, but he's a genius. He's um, <laughs> but his uh, but yeah, I mean his 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 art style is pretty crude. Um, you know, I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. yeah. At least when you look at Beavis and Butthead and, um, I mean, obviously I'm yeah. sure there are actual artists and animators who sort of took, you know, his, his ideas and said, well, let's tweak exactly. it this way. Yeah. And, no, no, he, he drew every cell, every cell. Josh. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, like that, that Simpsons joke. They, they just don't have any more live episodes of the Simpsons because it's a terrible strain on the animators wrists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that's a that's one of the things that I've always loved too is that King of the Hill is like a, a, a true and tried, as Casey would say, <laughs> sitcom. Um, you know, and it's funny because it's a cartoon, but it doesn't really make any effort to to you know to take advantage of that fact that it's a cartoon. It is such a. I mean, you could basically shoot like they could they could have probably shot King of the Hill cheaper. You know, in real life, like very easy, you know, like at least, you know, most of the episodes, um, it's just a very basic, funny comedy. Um, you know, it's really down to earth. And anyway, so, so that's Mike. Uh, and then there's, I don't, you know, I've never heard her voice said, but Kathy, do you know how to pronounce her last name? So, you know, I feel like I have always in my head said Najimi, but I think it's actually Najimi. Najimi, um, okay. I would have to confirm that yeah, but i'm, I'm pretty sure. sure it's in the jimmy never, yeah we could we could figure it out but she does wonderful i mean i've i knew her from uh sister act right um that's right I, I always knew her from that and then hocus pocus right and hocus pocus that's right yeah and uh, just wonderful i i've I mean, i'm a big uh peggy fan i think and i think that her voice is incredible and i think she's really oh funny. it's it's perfect you know yeah. she she just i feel like she got that character immediately like she she understood peggy i think absolutely yeah and then uh equally incredible pamela then seagal now uh pamela adlon um i love that she changed her name uh when she got married like that like no one ever does that in the uh yeah in the entertainment business and it's totally understood you know i just thought it was interesting but yeah she does bobby bobby hill uh among others she does clark peters uh uh, she does um you know, she does uh, many character actors. Of, uh, they all do character act. I mean, they all do many of the of the one time character parts. But um, she also did uh, Leanne, which I always, I never, I never ever put that together until. Interesting. Uh, see, isn't that crazy? Yeah, she does Luann's mom in, in the one episode she's in. But I just, I never. She does such a great job. I didn't even think about it. But yeah, truly. I knew Pamela Adlon from Recess. From is it Spinelli? I think yes. That's wow. Yeah. And so I always knew Spinelli, and then when I heard, and then I I saw King of the Hill after that, and I was like, why is 
why is Bobby voiced by? I couldn't get the girl out of my head. Mm. That was actually a big deal to me when I was growing up. I was just like, it's so weird that he's voiced by a girl because that's all I can see. So that was one thing that's kind of funny. Um, then you have the wonderful Brittany Murphy, uh, who does Luann Platter, which is Peggy's <laughs> niece. Um, she and I love this. I saw like you know you've seen those little behind the scenes documentary things about it. Um, I love how they talked about. Hey, you've seen those, right, Josh? Have you have you seen the behind the scenes? Uh, I don't. I bet you have. Mm. You can look them up on YouTube. Okay, it's really cool. But they they you know they talk about how you know when they were putting out casting calls for for the characters, you know, and for the and for specifically Lu- Luann, you know, most of them were just kind of um, spazzy, you know, teenage girls. Mm. But Luann had this kind of innocence like to her that just that you know that her voice just was different it wasn't that it was like a uh uh, more of a a working like like you know uh uh, just innocent more of a girl um and i thought that was it's so true and i think that it's it was a very good decision because they could you know it really gives her character a lot more depth yeah Uh, and then and it was revealed that you know her whole character was was to be a juxtaposition against hank's you know the the uncomfortableness of him being next to uh, a a scantily clad young woman. You know that it was that. Oh, it, you know that was that was the whole driving. Fo- I mean, even in the pitch to Fox, I mean that was like in you know the, like this is who he lives with, and it, and you know and it's and it's it's terrible. You know, I got a minor son living <laughs> here. You know? So I just you know I I and I find it interesting. You know, Luann over time she you know she's she becomes less frequent and kind of comes back and forth but um i really do like her character um then we have johnny hardwick uh in there doing dale uh incredible i mean and he's and i believe he's he was just i think he's like a you know one of the producers i mean uh i think he's directed some of the episodes too but i, I don't think he was an actor i think that he was part of the show's um production yeah his that's always been then, a little unclear to me exactly yeah sort of how he you know what what his initial role was but yeah i mean because I, I i feel like he uh i, I do feel like his background is somewhere he, he, based in comedy i mean but... it says staff writer he's in this oh, episode okay. as a staff writer oh okay so that well that says it all um yeah so very cool oh yeah and britney does uh joseph well. Yes. Uh, well, pre uh, pre puberty, yeah. Joseph. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Prepubescent. Yes. Um. So yeah, uh, Johnny Hardwick. I just and again, I am such a a season one Dale fan. I mean, he is so funny. His 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 his. He has a lower voice. He doesn't really he doesn't really scream a lot like he does in the last. I mean, I love I love later seasons Dale too. I love all Dale, but. Oh, that original. He, he, he's a little he's, more low key initially. Yeah, more low key. I think he's, and then it really makes that sunglasses a lot more sense. You know, kind of, kind of hanging back, listening, and then telling you about what he really knows. You know, right? I, I love that. You know, you know, global. <laughs> you know, his global. Are amazing. You know, I, th- I think. And I'm sure this is probably confirmed somewhere. I, I think that's that's like his his glasses are supposed to be a nod to Hunter S. Thompson. Um, if you're 
familiar with who I, that I'm is. I'm not familiar with that. Um, so he was a journalist. Um, I think he followed a, a bunch of uh, like biker gangs around. I mean, he, he was really like sort of uh, like, get, you know, get your hands dirty kind of journalist. Mm. Specifically, I, I can't okay. even remember. That makes sense. Okay, right. yeah. And I very much into the uh, sort of, um, I don't know if you would be, I'm not like well-versed on him necessarily to be able to speak <laughs> authoritatively but i think maybe sort of into the conspiracy thing a little bit so that really sort of yeah. makes sense with with dale yeah yep wonder and i just yeah i mean wonderful character and really lots very very uh surprisingly deep you know with 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 everything he has going on but um yeah he has some of the best lines and everything uh next up we have ashley gardner uh she does nancy hicks gribble sure um I believe, yeah, I believe she also she does um, um, Dee Dee, right? Yeah, I you know, I actually, I don't know that for certain. That that would make sense. Yeah, I think so. But she's wonderful. Uh, you you know her off off uh, Seinfeld. She's the librarian off Seinfeld. Does the poetry <laughs> um, with, um, with Bookman? <laughs> yeah, with Bookman, a library cop. Um, oh, classic. And so I just I think she's a, she's fantastic. I mean, she nails Nancy. That that part is perfect. Um, and then uh, two more. We got two more here, and then we'll, well, I guess we got three more because one of them's uncredited, which is really weird. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. We got David Herman. Um, you know him from a lot of stuff. I mean, mostly Futurama. He's kind of the same thing in Futurama. A nice, beautiful character actor um, that does many parts. And he's usually the guy that does. He's usually one of the one of the two that does the the uh, one time off characters, um, and uh, and so in this one, and he also is the voice of Buckley and Anthony, um, which is and so he does in a great great, and he's you know he's he's a uh, he's a uh, scruffy from a uh, Futurama. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I mean, and obviously there's there's the Mike Judge thing with this, but I I can only ever think of him as Michael Bolton. From Office Space. From Office Space, right. Yeah. Yes. I, I just watched Office Space for the first time a couple years ago. Whoa, wow. I, I thought it was really funny. Yep. It is. It's a great movie. You know, it's pretty. It's, I just, my, you know, my parents didn't let me watch it. And right. I, I, it's, it's pretty raunchy. It's not too bad. But it's really funny. It's really, really funny, especially yeah. coming from, from, uh, you know, I think that they, uh, coming from a, a King of the Hill background, because you get to see the Mike Judgeness of it. But I think that the, uh, Dale, what's the episode when he's in the office? You know, I, th- I think that's kind stick of like tech. a love letter to that. Yeah, stick mm-hmm. tech. I mean, that episode is is really, I love it. You know, they do a lot of stuff like that. But uh, David Herman, I think he's his voice is really funny. Um, and then la- uh, we have Toby Huss. Um, he does Cotton's voice. He does uh, Khan's voice. Um, and then uh, he picks up uh, the Atherton's. You know, he does a lot. He does lots of. Uh, you know, I, he might have some even other re. I mean, he has a lot, probably lots of reoccurring. Oh, uh, yeah, he's he's got range. Like, I mean, you, I feel like you really. He's one of those people who you just. Mm-hmm. He's he's got this ability to to totally just like oh man change completely change not yeah. just like his tone but just like the way his entire voice sounds like he's not it's not like H yeah. John Benjamin where you pretty much know it's him every time because he doesn't do anything but <laughs> but speak with his regular speaking voice right. right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you know, he does, um, oh, what's the, the episode, um, smuggling cocaine. 
that's that, got what, to be illegal. <laughs> you know, he he. What's the name of the the name oh, of the of of the, the, of the serial killer? Yeah. Oh, anyway, because Bobby's and it's funny because that's a staff writer or that's that's one of the production. Oh, uh, Wes Archer. Wes Archer. That's right. Wes. That's that's a great name for a killer. I love that he says that. <laughs> that's such a nod to it. But um, his voice is my favorite. Toby Huss voice. Uh, that really low talking Southern. You know, and mm. and just I think he's a great Toby Huss. And funny enough, he grew up like just like three hours away from me in a random town in Iowa. That's wild, and it's so weird in Marshalltown. Um, have you been, have you been there before? I have, yeah. My my best friend lived there. I and I was like, I can't because you. My best friend was an engineer there, worked there, and I was like, you wouldn't believe this, but and Toby Huss is also you know him from Seinfeld as the Wiz. The Wiz. <laughs> I'm the Wiz. Oh uh, man, yeah, yeah. And He's an amazing actor. I, I don't know if you ever. Uh, did, it, you may be a little too young to have seen Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon, yeah. um, especially because I was poor and didn't have cable. <laughs> but he he was uh, Artie, the strongest man in the world. Oh really? That yeah, he was this really goofy character who I don't even know if I've even heard. I don't even know, I don't I can't even picture what Pete and Pete is. I think you uh, may have talked about it once, but two two redheaded kids. You would know him if you saw him, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um Yeah. Cat dog. I'm almost through Doug. Oh man, I'm and we I'm can proud. start our Doug podcast. That'll be next. That's, that's a great show. That's a great show. A really good show. Absolutely. Um and then last but not least, we have the Incredible Stephen Root uh, that does Bill uh, and does Buck and, and Buck and Buck mm-hmm. Strickland and those are his main two. But man, and you know, again, all these, all of the actors do the characters as well. The others, um, and I just, yeah, I mean, I'm such a Steve. I think Stephen Root's one of the most incredible actors of all time. Um, you know, he's. <laughs> have you seen her brother? Where art thou? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness, dude, he's so good in that as the blind radio guy and um, just everything he does. Oh, and have you seen um, news radio? Have you seen that? I have not, and that's one oh. that's like it's it's been like sort of on the um, periphery of my radar for a really long yeah. time, but I've never really taken the time to just give it a shot. But I, yeah, it's... and there's an actual episode. Of King of the Hill that has all the news radio people on it. Really? Did you know that? No. Yes, when Luann gets her um, her roommates. Oh, uh-huh, okay. You know they have Andy Dick. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then the then the two girls. Mm-hmm. Those are Andy Dick and the two girls are from News Radio, and so is so is Stephen Root. So is Bill. So it's like a fun little reunion there. Oh, and I think that's around the time that it was, you know, it was on. So mm-hmm. really fun. News Radio is great. So. Uh, Incredible cast. Someone may may say the best cast of any sitcom ever, and I I would say that. Um, I, <laughs> they're they're just incredible, um, and very talented. And so yeah, that's that's it. So, um, obviously, uh, you know, uh, you know, th- this one actually was directed by Wesley Archer. Funnily enough, it was absolutely. Yeah, and then yeah, written by uh, Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, uh, Jim Doderive. Which there you go, you get that name, Bill Doderive. I'm sure that was based off him. And then Johnny Hardwick. So incredible. Um, it'll be fun to dive deep into more of the of the cast stuff as we go. Just a little, you know, past stuff they've been into. But I did. I know that you kind of found some stuff. Did you have stuff that you wanted to talk about of the? Yeah, you know, I yep. mean, I had mentioned sort of you know the, the, uh, speaking to 
the fact that, you know, if you see this first episode and if you skipped all the way to the end, you'd pretty much know just about everybody still. But they also establish a lot of first in this episode. Um, you know, we talked about the, the joke, the ongoing joke where, you know, Boomhauer mumbles something that you can barely make out and Hank reacts as if it's just, you know, something profound <laughs> he, that, that everybody's talking. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the first time uh, that uh, Hank says uh, that boy ain't right, which right. I will say that, that that quote gets so overused by by people like on Reddit and stuff. Like he says it, I feel like I feel like my count Three was like times, fewer maybe. than ten times in the entire series. So it's not yeah, it's not like a catchphrase, but um, it is a, a great phrase though. <laughs> it is a great phrase. <laughs> Um, it's the first mention of Hank's narrow urethra. Um, oh, he's talking to me about. He, what did he, say? he asked me about. Well, what did he say? What's that line? He didn't ask about my glands. That's <laughs> my. Yes, exactly. Um, firstly, like you mentioned, first time we see John Redcorn and his whole affair with with Nancy, and yep. it was the first mention of propane and propane accessories. Um, <laughs> yep. um, they sort of, love for America. <laughs> they, uh, we see the Megalomart for the first time. We see, like, a, you know, Buckley. Uh, I mean, so much of, so much of the show is, is established it right is. from the beginning. Yeah, no, it's crazy, right? I mean, you're right. Uh, it's almost like they couldn't. And the thing is, is, and I love that. Yet there's still so much space left in the episode to let it breathe. Yeah, it's not hurried. It's not rushed. It actually, when I when I. It's the funniest thing. Whenever I watch it, I always think this episode seems long. And I don't mean that in a in a bad way. I I love it. It's just like for some, somehow the the feeling of the episode, I just feel like it's such an epic episode, but it's still just a 22-minute normal episode. Yeah, I think it might be because I, there's not really like a B story. Like there's not like a side story in in this episode. No. You know, which That's I mean, it. I guess that makes sense Absolutely. when you're trying to establish, you know, what's going on. But um, yeah, they have yeah, some it's... cute cuts, you know, to like Bill and, and Dale, you know, working on Hank's truck, you know, but that's still, you know. It's that's just like a quick thing. There's not really a full exactly, story. and it's something exactly. Hey, um, Dale, thank you, Dale. You the, the, the break no, cable, Dale. No, I didn't. And uh, you know, it's funny. It's it's the only time. You know what? It's maybe it's it's not the only use of a uh, a musical. You know, uh, interlude. Uh, you know, where I guess like, um, like a montage, I feel like they used that maybe one other time in one of the later seasons, but it was, it feels funny. That really feels out of place to me. Um, you know, the, it's, you know, all these different instances of, of sure. Bobby sort of, you know, manipulating. I, I just, I, you know, what's my favorite one is just when they're, when they're dressing up Ladybird, and it just cuts to him and he's just, just can't take it like the fact that yes. oh, you're dressing up my dog i think that is so funny i mean what a funny character building thing like he thinks it's so bad that they're dressing up and bobby knows that he thinks it's bad to dress up the dog mm -hmm. and so he is that's so funny i mean i wonderful yeah that, yeah no it is it is weird it is it is weird and then i think that even the you know I think that the that Hank's care, you know, other out of place thing is like Hank's character at the end when he's kind of gets up and he's like boxing with them, you know, it's just like, it's not really Hank, you know, come on, put it, you know, it's just, uh, 
in the in the last scene there but right yeah because that's that you're yeah you're right that's really not i mean there are a lot of things i feel like in this first season where it, it sort of it feels a little off just based on what we know of the characters yeah. later on but exactly um i also i think about this a lot um where where bill it was bill that asked if they saw seinfeld right at the beginning yeah uh, um yeah I think it was Bill that asked that, but uh, it, it just seems in, in Hank, Hank goes, Oh hell, I missed it. And I feel like I would never have picked, you know, pegged Hank as a Seinfeld fan. Um, sure. But, but I mean, again, I, I, like I think everyone was kind of then around that time. Like I, I would say the same thing about my parents and like come to find out that they, they love Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Like they loved, like they would watch it like with their friends, like when it came out new. And so that actually, that line always hit me is really funny because Hank's about my parents' age. And so uh, it, I thought that that's so realistic as well, that like, oh, I missed it, you know. But I know what you mean. Like, I, I know exactly what you mean. But, you know, I maybe Hank, maybe he is a Seinfeld fan because what was it? Uh, I mean, not Seinfeld's get, funnier than, than Garrett. Than, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it Seinfeld's so much. Seinfeld's funnier than Gary. So... He's Jewish. <laughs> yes, Dale, he's Jewish. There's nothing, There's nothing wrong, wrong with, that with that in and, in and, of, and itself. of itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, truly, I, I feel like uh, th- this is the only show that I think that I would put above Seinfeld. I mean, because mm-hmm. I, God, I love Seinfeld so much, but King of the Hill is truly yeah. like, that's, that's the top for I me, mean, man. It's one of those things where you wouldn't have this show without Seinfeld. I mean, you know, like Seinfeld is such a a, a golden, uh, what do you call it? It's the uh, like a golden standard to me. Yeah. Like, to me, it's just kind of like the grand. I mean, obviously, you got Cheers, and you got you know you got seventy sitcoms, and, and you know it goes back all the way to fifties and whatever. But you know what I mean? Like I think like Seinfeld is still to this day timeless and kind of set the pace for everything else that came after it so yeah i mean it really I, it it, yeah. it did uh it felt different well it's you know i feel like it's because the i mean well there's not this is it seinfeld's a whole thing but yeah it's just it totally changed comedy and in sitcoms and yeah yeah it's just I, I it changed culture and 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 i would say and i would say that seinfeld as a whole is probably better than 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 king like sign like the entire like the first like the start to finish it was more even yeah you know what i mean i think that king of the hill didn't get less interesting um at, in the last few uh seasons but absolutely i agree I and mean, king of the hill is my favorite so but yeah yeah very cool um so i uh, i think that's it did you have anything else uh you know i i think that's uh that's all I got, Twig Boy. So next episode is um, the Peggy teaching uh, uh, sex ed, isn't it? Yes. And that yes. is called, I always forget what that's called. For oh, some reason, my uh, app is running really slow. It is. Well, here, I'll just uh, move on over here. Uh, square Peg. Square Peg, of course. Right, right. So... That's a classic. Look forward to that next time on episode two. Um, and uh, yeah, you can uh, just, and it will just go right in order. So um, right now, I guess we have a Twitter you can follow. 
Yes, you right? can follow us at Propane Maniacs. There you go. And our name, by the way, Propane Maniacs, is just amazing. I, I, I love our name. I'm just going to say it because it's such an inside of the inside <laughs> joke. You know, weaker men and less smart men would have done Propaniacs, right? Oh, absolutely. But see, we wanted to go the one step further. We wanted Peggy's version. Propane Maniacs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. That gag is so good. Even even when they've all decided that they're going Propaniacs, she still has to get in that she's Propane still, Maniacs. She's still trying to get it, like, trying to get in hers. So good. So um, we are at Propane Maniacs. Yes, I did just grill a steak on propane. I, uh, I was impressed, by the way, when you when you told me that you had to finish up that steak. I, you know, I that's was my new. See, I really started this. I wanted to start this just so that I could tell my wife that oh, it's it's propane maniac day. I gotta make a steak. That's the tradition. I think it has to be. I right? think it really has to be. Yep, and I, you know what? I did taste the meat. And not the and heat. the heat. Ooh, taste the meat and the heat. Propane theft, Arlen. Yeah, propane. <laughs> But uh, all right, we'll see. Uh, so uh, yeah, Propane Maniacs, and you can find Josh at Twitter. Uh, I okay. yeah, I am uh, at Average Josh, and he has a picture of Doug for his profile picture. Yes, Doug Funny with an Atlanta Braves cap. Doug Funny, and what's Doug Funny's middle name? Yancey. That's right. And you can find uh, me uh, at P Burkham, P B U R K U M. Uh, and that's it. So yeah, um, we will be finding a, 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 a fun home for this. I think maybe YouTube or something like that. But uh, definitely check us out. Obviously, check out talking my other uh, podcast, Talk Nintendo. And you can also find uh, my other podcast, A Two We Talks. I'm I'm starting two new podcasts in the same month. Smartest I'm a thing podcast ever guy, Josh. I'm a podcast personality. You have to just quit your day job and just podcast every waking hour. You got it. That's what I'm trying to do right now. All right, we'll see you next time on the Propane Maniacs. Bye. told me you left baby GH sleeping in a bag of hammers.